Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Hello everyone and welcome to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur snow shoveler. Greetings from snowy southeastern Pennsylvania as I bring you the stories this week from a cold and blustery news bunker where we got about five inches of snow yesterday. Uh, but some mysterious stranger, not me, snow blowed my sidewalk. So uh, thank you, whoever you are. Uh, I would be surprised if you are a listener, but you are someone on the block, apparently. But anyways, um, yeah, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up this week, Arnold Schwarzenegger got into a bit of trouble in the EU. No, no, he didn't do anything terrible. Uh, but uh, perhaps, perhaps a little, a little, a little, little cl- cl- careless. Uh, he got held up at the airport by customs uh, because he was bringing in an undeclared watch and did not fill out any papers uh, about it. Um, he, the watch wasn't just like you know. A little, a little, a little iPhone watch or something, an Apple watch. It was a uh, $294,000 watch he was bringing to be sold at a charity dinner. And because he was bringing the watch from a non-EU country into the EU for it to stay, uh, he had to declare it. And, uh, well, he didn't. According to press officer Thomas Meister, quote, he did not declare, declare a product. A product was imported from a non-EU country in order to remain in the EU. Uh, Arnold was detained for three hours at the Munich airport for traveling with a watch he owns um, that he might be auctioning at his charity auction tomorrow in Kitzbühel in Austria. Uh, apparently, It was apparently a watch from the Swiss luxury brand Admirers Pigut, which I have no idea what that means. Um, Arthur State was never asked to fill out a declaration form and said he had uh, every quest, answered every question to the officer honestly. Uh, he cooperated at every step even though it was a complete, incomplete, in, an incompetent shakedown, a co- total comedy of errors that would make a very funny cop movie according to an anonymous source. Uh, so apparently he agreed to pay the potential, prepay the potential taxes on the watch because there'll be like a minor tax case about this. Uh, but the officers uh, failed to use a credit card machine uh, for an hour. They tried to use a credit card machine, and it wouldn't work for an hour. Then uh, they took them to a bank to withdraw cash, but the ATM wouldn't take out... The ATM had a low cash takeout rule, so they, he couldn't bring out enough... He couldn't take out enough cash to pay the fine, so then they went back to the airport where they got a new credit card machine and then swiped the card for the uh, pre, pre-tax fee or whatever it was. Anyways, he did sell the watch. Um, he raised uh, $294,000. Oh, the watch was that much. Well, that's how much the bid was. Anyways, that's how much money the charity raised off the watch. It probably wasn't a $300,000 watch, but since it was from Arnold Schwarzenegger, it probably probably got more. Um, it sold for at his charity in Austria, the Schwarzenegger Climate Initiative. Uh, all in all, it raised 1.31 million euros. 
uh, attended by uh, U.S. Climate Envoy John Kerry, and uh, was other things were auctioned off as well, including unique jewelry and art pieces. Uh, Schwarzenegger said that there, I'm not going to do the impression, amidst the ongoing fight against pollution, I also witnessed the progress that has been achieved. We have come a long way. Today, so many people are here to be part of that solution. I extend my gratitude to everyone who has joined my fight against pollution. So, uh, yeah, so um, I imagine he'll probably send his lawyer there to finish up the case uh, in Germany, wherever they do that, or they'll just, like, funky that they got the tax money. They'll probably pay a small fee, and that'll be that. But, uh, yeah, hey, if you're going to bring a watch in to... To auction for a quarter million dollars to raise money for pollution uh, stuff, then you should you need to tell the Munich Customs Police there because they'll get you. They even got the Terminator. They'll get you too. So fortunately, Arnold Schwarzenegger not going to jail and raised over a quarter million euros for his charity in, in Austria. Another celebrity and crime news uh, this weekend, Alec Baldwin has been charged for the second time in a fatal shooting in his movie Rust, which you may recall happened uh, in 2021. Um, according to court documents, he was charged on two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, the first involuntary manslaughter against Baldwin is described in court documents as a negligent use of a firearm, while the second one, uh, uh, without due caution or circumspection, which is uh, detailed as an act committed with the total disregard or indifference to the safety to others, both are fourth-degree felonies. According to Luke Nikas and Alex Spiro, attorneys for Alec Baldwin, they said, quote, we look forward to our day in court, and they both insisted that he was not guilty. Uh, the Lansard charges were dropped late last year, with prosecutors saying in a statement that they could not proceed under the current time constraints on the facts and evidence turned over by law enforcement in the existing form, form due to new facts in the case. Uh, the cinematographer, Hala Hutchins, was killed, and director Joel Souza injured when a gun held by Baldwin fired a live round during the scene rehearsal on the set of the Western. Uh, Alec Baldwin denied pulling the trigger on the weapon in an interview on CNN um, after that happened. Uh, the initial decision to drop the voluntary manslaughter charge in Bal against Baldwin uh, of April last year came when authorities learned the gun used in the shooting may have been modified, according to law enforcement sources. However, the prosecutors did say they could refile the case at a later date, and they did. In October, prosecutors said uh, additional facts have come to light that we believe show Mr. Baldwin has criminal culpability in the death of Hale Hutchins in a single signal that the grand jury would decide on would decide on recharging the actor. The armorer, Hannah Grutez Reed, also faces involuntary manslaughter charges. She's pled not guilty, and her trial is supposed to start in February. The film's assistant director, David Halls, who was identified as the person who handed the firearm to Baldwin, um, he, in 2023, signed a plea agreement for the charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon, uh, and then he, in, in exchange for six months probation as well. Um, the Hutchins family, represented by Gloria Alred, who does a lot of representations, um, responded to the Friday's development in the statement to CNN, and they currently have a civil lawsuit against Baldwin. 
Quote, they continue to seek the truth for our civil lawsuit for them. They also would like there to be accountability in the criminal justice system. We are looking forward to the criminal trial, which will determine if he should be convicted for the untimely death of Helena. 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 Um, the widower, Matt Hutchins, also a cinematographer, I believe, uh, declined comment when reached by CNN. If Alec Baldwin is convicted, he could face up to a $5,000 fine and 18 months in prison. So, guess we'll see how that court goes out there for him. I don't know. I think it's a very touch-and-go case. There are lots of people who are responsible to give him a gun before it hands, enters his hand. Um, he might be responsible because he was producing the movie, but personally, I mean, it's going to be going to be interesting to see how they approach this case and what happens. In other entertainment-related uh, news, uh, Malia, uh, Malia Obama uh, is screening her short film The Heart at Sundance. Uh, this week, uh, she is the daughter of former President Barack Obama. Um, it is a part of a uh, U.S. short fiction films being shown at parks in the Park City, Utah Festival. Uh, she is credited as Malia Ann. Uh, she wrote and directed the project, which is about a grieving son whose mother left him an unusual request in her will, uh, and debuted uh, this past Wednesday and was shown throughout the week. Uh, according to Obama in a video, quote, the film is uh, the film is about lost objects and lonely people forgiveness and regret. But I also think it works hard to uncover where tenderness and closeness can exist in these things. Uh, we hope you enjoy the film and it makes you feel a bit less lonely or at least reminds you not to forget about the people about the people who are. Uh, the Heart was previously screened at uh, Tuluride, as well as the Chicago International Film Festival, where it was recognized in the Best Live Action Short category. Obama previously worked as a writer on the Donald Glover-produced limited series, The Swarm. Um, the, uh, they were the uh, uh, Malia Obama was the topic, apparently, of conversation earlier in the day in Suntance, when Bloom House's Jason Bloom recalled his own festival highlights, uh, from screening Whiplash to the debuting of the Oscar-winning film Get Out. Quote, And the first ever screening with a public audience was here at the library, and people went crazy, and Barack Obama's daughter was in the audience. That was amazing. That's what started the whole thing. So, uh, hey, congratulations. I'm sure last name Obama opens up a few doors, but uh, glad she is pursuing, obviously, something that uh, she enjoys doing. So, uh, hope she continues uh, making films. We now go to science. Uh, cicadas! Those loud bugs in the summer that uh, make lots and lots of noises. Uh, now, apparently, apparently, um, you know, it seems like every year, it's like, this year is the biggest one we've seen in a decade or a century. Well, Apparently this year, um, they're in between the uh, south, the uh, the uh, southeast, Midwest, and Illinois area will be the biggest cicada um, brooding when they come out since 1803. Uh, allow me to explain. Um, this spring, for the first time since 1803, two cicada groups known as Brood 19 or the Great Southern Brood and Brood 13, or the Northern Illinois Brood, 
are set to appear at the same time, what is known as a dual emergence, and they are also adjacent to each other. Um, the last time the Northern Illinois brewed 17 cycle aligned with the Great Southern Brewed's 13 years period, Thomas Jefferson was president, and after the spring, it'll be another 221 years before those broods appear again. According to Floyd Shockley, the chair of Etymology Collections Committee at the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History, nobody alive today will see it happen again. It's really rather humbling. Uh, they plan to, these insects will appear in late April and use their four legs to tunnel out of the earth. Um, where their uh, red eyes were looking for a spot where they can peacefully finish maturing. Uh, a few days after they emerge and molt, the males will start buzzing in an effort to find a mate, uh, a slow-building crescendo of noises that uh, will that can sound louder than a plane. Uh, Dr. Shockley said the dual emergence will most likely result in more than one trillion cicadas appearing in the roughly 16-state area where the two broods are generally seen. Forested areas, including urban green spaces, will have a high number than uh, agricultural re regions. Uh, to put in perspective, one trillion cicadas, each of which are about an inch long, will cover 15,782,828 miles. Uh, that cicada trade would reach the moon and back 33 times. That's how many there are, apparently. Uh, well, apparently, according to Dr. Shockley, one of the more exciting aspects of this is that the possibility of interbreeding uh, along a narrow band of northern Illinois where the two broods overlap. Uh, he said, quote, Under the right circumstances, with just the right number of individuals crossbreeding, you have the possibility of the creating of a new brood set to a new cycle. This is an extremely rare event. Um, in most cases, the cicadas, which live about a month, will die not far from where they emerged, but since they're not great flyers and even worse landers, cicada often end up in sidewalks and streets where they can be squished by people in cars and could conceivably make things very slick. In urban areas, quote, there will be sufficient numbers to necessitate removal of their bodies, but rather throwing them in the trash or cleaning up with street sweepers, people should consider consider them basically free fertilizer for plants and their gardens and other natural areas. According to the University of Illinois' Urbana Champlain, um, during the 1990 cicada emergence, there reports from people in Chicago having to use snow shovels to clear sidewalks of dead cicadas. Ugh, no thank you. Um, so uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I mean, so they always say cicadas are, are every year is going to be a big one, everyone's going to be a big one, but apparently this one, the biggest in a while, and um, you could see the emergence of a new brood uh, that was set to a different time that might come up, you know, every 12 years or every 15 years, may emerge if they crossbreed between these two cicada broods uh, where they overlap, which is very, very interesting. And if you're a bug guy, well, boy, howdy, must be your Super Bowl. I'm not a bug guy at all, but um, I guess uh, guess we'll see if a new brood pops up. We'll go see if a new brood pops up. Speaking of loud noises, sometimes people snore. 
And sometimes it's very annoying, but sometimes people get murdered about it. Well, apparently that happened just in my backyard, not literally, but <clears throat> in Hatboro, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Montgomery County, which is just next door from where I am, a Pennsylvania man was accused of stabbing a neighbor to death because he could hear his loud snoring through a wall in their connected homes, according to authorities. Christopher James Casey, 55, was charged in the death of four days earlier of Robert Wallace, uh, who the coroner found had been stabbed several times. Wallace removed a screen from a window in Casey's home and opened the unlocked window as Casey was eating dinner on Sunday. And after a verbal confrontation, Casey stabbed him in the chest with a large military-style knife, according to Upper Moreland Township Police and Montgomery County prosecutors. So, Wallace, Wallace, uh, <laughs> I don't, I, the details are very, a little hard to follow here. So Wallace, the guy who died, removed the screen from the window in this guy's home, opened the unlocked window as he was eating dinner on Sunday, and then had a verbal confrontation. Casey said, police said Casey, this is the, the guy who got arrested, told Wallace had not been menacing him or threatening him when Casey stabbed him through the doorway of Casey's home. They have been having a personal issues for the past year and a half, prompting several calls over Wallace's complaints about his snoring, Casey told investigators during an interview Sunday night at Abington Hospital. After about 20 minutes of speaking through the window, Wallace, the, uh, the guy who died, appeared to calm down and wanted to shake hands and offered to pay for nasal surgery with, to alleviate Casey's, Casey's snoring. Casey told police, according to the affidavit, Casey unlocked his front door, holding a knife and a stun gun under a blanket. Casey, according to uh, police, quote, Casey described Wallace as a very volatile, very strong, he's angry type of person. Casey said he did not believe Wallace's intention was trying to work this out and to shake hands and try to fix the situation was genuine. As a result, Casey decided to surprise him by stabbing Wallace with a knife. Oh. Consider him surprised. Police responded to Casey's 911 call and found Wallace about 50 feet from his home. He later died at the hospital. Casey, guy who char was charged, uh, required hospital care for police called a self-inflicted and accidental stab wound on his leg. The window screen was outside of the lawn and the window opened when police arrived. There's blood inside and outside the home. Casey told emergency dispatchers that Wallace broke my window Police said in an affidavit, I attacked my neighbor. He came to attack me. Uh, he's, the case he's charged with third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possession of instruments of a crime. He remained jailed this weekend with a bail of $1 million. Um, prosecutors and police could provide no information on whether he had a defense lawyer. Efforts to reach a family member who might be able to comment were not successful, according to ABC 6 News. So... Friends, if you're snoring loudly next to a neighbor, don't get a CPAP machine, maybe. Might help a bit. Otherwise, you may end up accidentally stabbing someone to death and stunning them with a stun gun. So, you know, 
Not 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 win win at all for anyone. So you know, just just keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Next up, my friends, we go to space, where Japan uh, this week becomes the only fifth fifth nation to successfully achieve a soft landing on the moon. The uh, soft landing means it landed on purpose. A hard landing means it crashes into the moon. Uh, Japan made its uh, first. First soft landing on the moon this weekend, uh, successfully, mind you. Uh, the mission did have some problems. Uh, the solar panels on the probe are not working, um, so it's going completely on um, a battery power only, and that's expected to run out in a few hours, unless they can figure out why the solar panels are not uh, working, but the mission is considered to be a success uh, because it was able to land correctly on the moon without crashing, uh, becoming, like I said, the fifth nation to do it. Uh, the others, of course, being the Russia slash USSR, uh, the United States, China, and India, which I had mentioned earlier this year in August, um, their first successful moon landing as well. Uh, the name of the spacecraft was called SLIM. Um, the, um, uh, according to uh, Yaka Ka Yamakawa Harishi, uh, quote, First and foremost, landing was successful. We should be able to access the lunar surface. I believe that is the path opening to that now. Pretty amazing stuff. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, China's first landing um, was in December 2013. Whereas the United States and the former Soviet Union were quickly trying to get there during, quote-unquote, the space race. Um, so, um, the uh, SLIM is short for Smart Lander for Investigating the Moon. Uh, it was last launched last September, along with a X-ray space telescope. Uh, the scope deployed into low Earth orbit shortly after liftoff, and recently sent home its first 10 test images. Uh, but uh, SLIM went out towards the moon. Uh, the probe took a long and looping route towards the moon, finally arriving in lunar orbit on Christmas Day. The initial orbit was highly elliptical, taking SLIM within 373 miles of the lunar surface as closest point, and then uh, 2,485 miles, which is almost the length of the United States, at its most distant uh, orbit. Uh, early last Sunday, SLIM performed a crucial engine burn, circularizing its orbit at 373 mile altitude and setting the stage for descent and landing operations. Um, SLIM uh, then burned again, bringing down its orbit down to 9 miles above the lunar surface, then they collimated in the landing try, uh, which began today, which began on Friday at 10 a.m. and wrapped up 20 minutes later. Um, apparently, everything went smooth and landed correctly. They're able to communicate with the probe uh, from Earth. Um, they couldn't. Uh, they couldn't get the power to work correctly, but they do think it landed successfully, and they're getting data back from. Uh, this probe while the battery is still um, working. Uh, SLIM aimed to land within a 330 feet of its target site on the rim of the Shilio Crater, explaining the probe's moon sniper nickname. While impressive in its own right, the mission's landing ambitions were also key to the future scientific lunar exploration, according to the Planetary Society. 
wrote a mission description. Quote, Global interest in the moon is growing, and many nations and commercial entities are entering the field. Uh, added by a non-profit advocacy group, by, added the non-profit advocacy group, which is led by Bill Nye, the science guy, quote, the lunar exploration advances, so will the need for target-specific sites to address um, uh, salient science questions. SLIM's mission architecture hopes to shift the standard to lunar landing missions from touching down where it's easy to setting down exactly where it is desired. Um, SLIM also aimed to show that a small, relatively inexpensive spacecraft are capable of impressive exploration feats. The probe weighed just 440 pounds, which is pretty light for a uh, for a space probe, uh, without propellant. Uh, the mission cost about $120 million to develop, according to the Planetary Society. Um, yeah, so pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Slim also carried two tiny rovers with them, a little hopper called LEV-1 and a ball-shaped craft called LEV-2. Short for a lunar excursion vehicle. Uh, these little robots are designed to deploy from the SLIM's mothership, gather some data on their own, and snap photos. Data indicates that both have been deployed successfully. Um, Lev-1 is, is known to be working, adding to the mission's achievements. Um, SLIM is not the first Japanese spacecraft to attempt for a lunar touchdown. Uh, the nation put a tiny lander on o Oboteshi's uh, called Omoteshi on NASA, NASA's Artemis 1 mission, which then sent an uncrewed Orion capsule to the lunar orbit and then back in 2022. But the Omotashi handlers could establish communications with the probe, and its attempt was, landing attempt was abandoned. So, um, yeah, so congratulations, Japan, the fifth nation to successfully land something softly onto the moon and get it to be uh, communicated it back with. So, pretty, pretty amazing stuff. Pretty amazing stuff. Science. I love it. We now go to business, where it was reported that Macy's is closing five stores and cutting 2,350 jobs uh, as a way to save some money. They plan to be closing two stores in California, in San Lorenzo and Simi Valley as well as one in Florida and Tallahassee, a store in Hawaii, and an Arlington store in Virginia. According to the menu, the memo released, uh, the company will be eliminating management roles and implementing more automation services. Uh, Macy's is a publicly traded company and faced pressure from investors to make the business more profitable as consumer spending on apparel has declined. Between September 2022 and 2023, Macy saw its brick-and-mortar sales decrease by 7%. In December, one investor group proposed a bid to take the company private, valuing it at $5.8 billion. Layoffs come as the company prepares to for a transition of CEOs. Uh, Tony Spring will become the new chief executive as Jeff Gannett, who has led the company since 2017, steps down. According to an email, a spokesman for Macy's said, quote, as we prepare to deploy a new strategy to meet the needs of an ever-changing consumer marketplace, we made the difficult decision to reduce our workforce by 3.5% to become more of a streamlined company. Uh, the Macy Union, which has yet to respond to layoffs, organized a strike in Washington State less than two months ago on Black Friday. 
uh, saying that, quote, Macy's CEO gets $11 million uh, per year while a lot of his workers rely on food banks. Mm-hmm. And some can't even afford to see doctors because of low wages and the expensive health care, according to Isaiah Domingo, an employee who has worked for Macy's for 21 years, um, according to an article in The Guardian in November. Macy's executive compensation, including salary, equity, and other benefits, which is reportedly total above $12 million uh, for uh, Gannett in 2021. Hmm. Go figure. In other layoff news, Wayfair uh, is expecting to cut 1,650 jobs or 13% of its workforce. This news made a Wayfair shares surge in trading today. Um... On the news, uh, they're laying off 13% of their global workforce, including 9%, 19% of its corporate team, as a way to streamline its business and cut out layers of management. The restructuring, the third Wayfair has done since the summer of 2022, is expected to save the company $280 million. Um, they are not the only companies. Macy's, as I just mentioned, announced it. But also Hasbro and Etsy have announced uh, cuts in the last month as well. Um, Wayfair is cutting 30% of its global workforce uh, as uh, the online buying of goods uh, starts to uh, decrease now that uh, COVID-19 is further in the back window. Um, they are cutting out layers of management and reducing costs after going, quote, overboard with corporate hiring during the COVID pandemic, uh, the company announced. Um, the company plans to lay off, um, they're focusing on people in management and leadership positions, according to the statement. Um, shares were up 10% on Friday as the news was announced. According to Wayfair's co-founder and CEO, Najer Shah, quote, the changes announced today reflect a return to our core principles on resource allocation. Although persistent category weakness makes revenue growth challenging, we remain encouraged by the share gains we continue to see. Um, during the height... Um, oh, so, sorry, got a little turnaround here. Um, like I said, Etsy, Macy's, and Hasbro all laid off people in December during the height of shopping season. Kind of a jerk thing to do as well. Uh, Wayfair said the cuts were not related to fourth quarter performance, but rather a proactive move to get the company back to its core structure. During the pandemic, Wayfair saw an explosion of sales as people spent stimulus dollars and savings to splurge on home goods like furniture and decor. They saw annualized sales double, going from $9 billion to $18 billion almost overnight, and needed to boost corporate headcount to meet that demand, according to the memo. However, as the impact began to wane, the home goods sector started to see a pullback in demand, and that resulted in the cuts. Quote, uh, by mid-2020, it was clear we were seeing a bust period. It was also clear we had gone overboard with our corporate hiring during COVID. As everyone here knows, we had two significant corporate restructurings since 2022 to try to right-size this. Each time we used our best judgments, identified the cost target we needed to hit, and believed in we were resizing to the right point. After each reduction, we have gotten more of our goals done faster. I believe we need to stay focused as a company on what committed, committed small teams can accomplish. In many ways, having too many great people is worse than having too few. How about that? With too few, you get a lot done quickly, but you may not get everything done you want. 
having too many causes inefficiency, coordination costs, investments, and lower return activities. Uh, that is what we've been experiencing and what we need to end. So, sounds like he wants his guys to do more work for the same price to me. I don't know about that. So, we'll, 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 we'll see about that. I'm not sure. I'm, a lot of people, mm, just saying, just saying, just saying. Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, so, anyways, the kind of people hoping to save money, whatnot. Um, and we'll, I mean, a lot of places are, because they kind of expand for COVID for certain needs, and those needs are not there anymore, but, you know, that, the, the thing is, oh, small change get more done. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. So, I'm going to call BS on that one there, CEO. But, uh, anyways, additional layoffs from Wayfair, as well as Macy's and other companies, as the year continues. Next up, my friends, we go to fashion. Apparently... The mullet's making a comeback, um, and it was highlighted in two recent movies. The first is called The Iron Claw, set in the 1980s. Uh, it's about the wrestling family, the Von Erich brothers. In the 80s, mullet was very popular with uh, rough-and-tumble southern uh, wrestlers. Also in Napoleon. Apparently, Napoleon-style haircuts look a lot like the mullet. And these two movies are causing this haircut to uh, be a bit more, um, uh, bit more popular. Apparently, the very curly mullet is, was apparently the thing that was done in Napoleon times. And between those two movies, which apparently are very um, popular, mullet is apparently starting to make a bit of a comeback. Business in the front, party in the back. Uh, apparently, it's one of the most timeless and versatile haircuts of all time. And, uh... Yeah, it's coming back. Not only that, uh, you know, um, uh, David Bowie had a uh, mullet for a while. Uh, ben Franklin apparently could have a hairstyle somewhat like a mullet and whatnot. So, you know, I guess it's the thing. <laughs> it's the thing now. So if you see more mullets, it's going to be hard to tell if it's from a wrestling movie or a Napoleonic movie. They could be, um, they could be, they could be, uh, they could be uh, emulating their favorite wrestlers or their favorite European dictator. So, yeah, why not? Why not? European French dictator. I should probably, I should probably narrow that down. There's a few dictators from Europe that might come to mind before Napoleon. French, early 1800s, Emperor of France. Either one, they could be a fan. So, uh, I found that to be very, very funny. <laughs> In other uh, related news, Richard Simmons made a rare public statement. He's been pretty much out of the public eye, staying out of the public eye on purpose for quite a while, um, releasing a statement about a biopic, an unauthorized biopic about him, starring Polly Shore as Richard Simmons. Um, he posted a rare statement... On Facebook, which has been more than a year since he posted it on there, he said, quote, You may have heard that they may be doing a movie about me with Polly Shore. I've never given my permission for this movie, so don't believe everything you read. I just want to live a quiet life and be peaceful. Thank you for all of your uh, love and support. So, he was a, he was a style of, he was a subject of a recent po a podcast looking into him, making sure he was okay. Uh, he was, apparently, but there's, there's, there's a bit of mystery about what's going on with him. 
But uh, this week, production company Wappler Organization announced plans to make a biopic about Richard Simmons, uh, though wh whether he cooperated with the film is unknown. Following Simmons' statement, the company issued a response saying, suggesting they'll still continue on with the unauthorized project. Uh, quote, while we would love to have him involved, we respect his desire to privacy and plan to produce a movie that honors him, celebrates him, and tells a dramatic story. We know he is a deeply private person, and we would never want to invade that. However, he is an amazing person that changed millions of people's lives, and that effect has had on the world needs to be recognized. Uh, Shore, who also appears as Richard Simmons in an unrelated short film titled The Court Jester, previously said of the role, I'm really excited about sharing Richard Simmons' life with the world. We all need this biopic now more than ever. Richard Simmons represents mental health, getting people in shape, and being his authentic, silly self. Um, after decades, as you may remember, decades spending releasing fitness videos and making countless uh, talk show appearances, he withdrew from public life 10 years ago in 2014, leading to speculation about his mental and physical well-being. However, in this rare statement, uh, Simmons has insisted he merely chosen to live a now private life. Uh, a follow-up message to confirm the authenticity of his previous statement, Simmons added, I have not had a manager or a publicist for years. So, handling all his publicity himself. Hopefully, it's decent. We'll see. It's probably sure. I mean, probably sure he can have some good movies and he can have some bad movies. Hopefully, he does Richard Simmons right. And finally this week, some music news. Um, Dominican authorities have arrested U.S. rapper Takashi 69 on domestic violence charges in the country. He's currently be held in jail in San Domingo, Santo Domingo, the capital of the Dominican Republic. Um, there were no immediate details available, and it wasn't clear if he had an attorney. Uh, a judge said he expected to decide whether the rapper will remain behind bars or be freed on bond as the investigation continues. Uh, he, this is not the first time he's had a brush with the law. Um, first, uh, in uh, October of this year, he was arrested after assaulting a local music producer, Hernandez and his partner, Dominican rapper known as Yelan La Viral, had been recording at the producer's studio. Uh, he was also previously accused in the U.S. of using a gang as his personal hit squad, but avoided prison times uh, after providing testimony against nine trade gangsta bloods, which operates in the U.S. East Coast. Uh, and then in March of 2023, he assaulted several people in gym in Florida. So, he's having quite a time, but now he's in jail in the Dominican Republic on additional charges. Uh, in other crazy uh, music news, apparently Kanye West, I haven't watched it because I really don't have time to devote to this, made a 40-minute apology video to Jewish people. Um, don't know why it takes 40 minutes to apologize for the absolutely crazy things he said in the past. Uh, but hey, you know, once once Kanye starts rolling, there really is no stopping him when he starts talking. So, um, I don't know if it's been released yet. If it does, when it does, I'll get highlights and, and bring you an update about Kanye West about that. I don't believe he is still running for president either. I don't think he changed his mind of that as well. So, yeah. Good, 
good good for him. He, he's making amends, I guess, and maybe Takashi 69 will sort out his stuff too because the world needs both of them, I'm sure you've said every day, every day. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this chilly and snowy Saturday report with me, Cole Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, remember, you can find me on a variety of social media networks like the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the Counter Social, Cameo. Uh, watch my online DD game um, uh, Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Uh, there'll, there'll be links in the bottom. You can, you can get check that out and whatnot. And, uh, of course, subscribe to the uh, podcast here at anchor.fm slash Taylor. It'll redirect you to the official Spotify site, which I don't have memorized, but uh, check that out as well. And just as a bit of a programming note, um, I am unlikely to be producing an episode uh, for the first two Saturdays in February. I'm going to be gone to a wedding in Kentucky. Uh, definitely the third won't be here, and when I get back, I may not have enough time to put one together. So, I'll have an episode next week, and then you'll have two weeks off before I come back with updates. So, hopefully, you'll survive. Or, I'll win the lottery and never come back. We'll see what happens. So, until next time, my friends, I'm, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.